0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the increasing importance of the second screen. Joining us is Devin Fallon, who is the VP of Media Insights and Analytics at Tremor Video, which is a programmatic video platform built for storytelling, matching advertisers with their desired audience wherever they may be through custom video experiences delivered across all screens, including mobile, tablet, and connected TV. And today, Devin and I are going to talk about the differences between linear, connected, and second screen television advertising. Okay, here's my conversation with VP of Media Insights and Analytics at Tremor Video, Devin Fallon. Devin, welcome to the MarTech Podcast.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Excited to have you on the show and excited to talk a little bit about one of my favorite mediums of entertainment, also one of my favorite mediums of marketing, television. First off, give us a little background on yourself and tell us a little bit about what Tremor Video does.
2: Sure. I head up Tremor Video's insights and analytics team. I have been with some form of the company for the last nine years or so by way of merger and acquisition through companies called Uni and Rhythm One. And we really have become a proven leader in the video advertising space with a suite of innovative solutions that help advertisers deliver their brand stories and engage audiences across all screens and devices. And that's increasingly for us, includes connected TV. Dating back to my Yumi days, that's a position of leadership that we staked out fairly early on because we saw the value of not just video, but video on all of the different devices that connect to the largest screen in the household. And that focus has really continued through in my time at Tremor. So it's something that's near and dear to my heart, understanding what motivates consumers differently about connected TV experiences than linear TV experiences. It's something I spend quite a good part of my day talking through with our sales team and with our agency and client partners.
1: So talk me a little bit about that. How do you define what is a linear screen? What's a second screen? What's a connected screen? It seems like there is a blending of what the primary, let's call it television consuming device or entertainment consuming device is. Let's just set the groundwork. What are the definitions for each of the screens?
2: you could probably ask five different vendors and get three to four similar but slightly different answers. So, so two
1: people agree.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, let's start with linear TV first and foremost. To me, that is any means of watching television through a quote-unquote traditional non-digital signal. And that has gotten a little more complicated now because I guess you could make the argument that cable and satellite signals are received digitally. But we're talking about anything that is received through a dedicated line, historically being that coaxial cable that's connected to your TV, or over the air through an antenna. So when we're talking about linear TV, we're talking about TV as we have known it for most of TV's existence.
1: It's your Comcast box. It's your Direct TV, Xfinity, right? Whatever your set-top box that uses the coax cable to show you the boob tube.
2: Exactly. And when we're talking about connected TV. We like to stick with the IAB definition. And when we're talking about connected TV, that's generally any device that is connecting to a TV or could be the TV itself that is pushing a digital signal to access content. So that's going to be smart TVs, dedicated streaming media players like Apple TVs and Chromecast and Fire 6, game consoles. And my personal favorite, although it has been long forgotten by many, but internet connected blu ray A small, but I would argue, uh, undervalued part of the connected TV ecosystem.
1: So, help me understand some of the analytics behind the various types of television. I think of television advertising as being one of the biggest and most effective way to build awareness. Obviously, there is direct-to-consumer television advertising and performance advertising on TV as well, but I think most people think of Coke and Pepsi battling it out over the Super Bowl for mindshare and awareness and not necessarily the digital type of marketing that we see with PPC advertising on Facebook and Google and programmatic advertising channels. Talk to me about how you evaluate linear TV and how is that changing?
2: I think it's a well made point that you had there because for us, connected TV is oftentimes the content or sadly similar content and engagement of linear TV, but with the measurement and targeting and accountability of digital. So, as part of that dichotomy, understanding the best role for connected TV to play in a marketing campaign can be a little fraught because depending on who we're talking to at the agency or at the client, if we're talking to a a traditional TV team, then they're more likely to see connected TV through that lens. They're more likely to see it as an extension of linear TV. They generally want to buy agent demo audiences just like they're buying typically on linear TV. And they're expecting that it's going to serve the purpose of upper funnel branding, awareness and favorability. On the flip side, if we're dealing with a digital team, or in some cases, an integrated video planning team, they might bring to connected TV the expectations of a digital screen, which to your point, can oftentimes include lower funnel or attribution-based outcome expectations, things like offline sales lists, site traffic, and the like. And the key for us has really been understanding connected TV really can do all of these different things. But it's important to manage expectations. And by that, I mean, we can use connected TV as a down funnel outcome driver for something like foot traffic to a QSR. But we probably need to just manage expectations that it's not necessarily going to have the same degree of impact as a smartphone, for instance, where you might even be hitting someone with an ad when they're walking out the door, thinking about where they want to go for lunch. So it's not the exact same value proposition. But when leveraged the right way, connected TV really can serve a number of different functions along the funnel. That all being said, if I come back around to your original question, we do still see connected TV first and foremost as that broad awareness driver, more in concert or in complement to linear TV. And that's generally the recommendation we make. And then look to loop in other screens like computers and smartphones to help drive the message and the consumer down the funnel.
1: Give me a sense of how big the universes are for linear TV, which I'm assuming is still bigger than connected TV. Is it 80% of the TV consumption is happening through linear channels and then 20% is happening through connected or what's the split there?
2: I think this is another area where you could probably find a number of different numbers to source. One thing that is, undeniable, but I think most of the industry has accepted this as pretty much fact, is that linear TV or traditional pay TV, cable and satellite, have been on the decline since around 2013 or so, still representing a vast majority of the country, depending on who's stats sourcing, anywhere from 75 to 80% of the population. Connected TV audiences, another number that is hard to nail down E-Marketer, I think their latest estimate was around 97 million households or so. So we're not yet at parity between linear TV, pay TV, and connected TV. But the expectation is that we may reach that point of parity at some point in the next five to six years.
1: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, Half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's mutine dot co. Help me quantify that. We're almost to a 50-50 split in terms of linear versus connected television. Is there any difference in consumption? Is it basically the same viewing experience, just one gets metrics and one doesn't?
2: From an audience perspective and a time spent perspective, this is where we're still seeing a lot of momentum behind traditional pay TV. So in terms of the share of time spent viewing, one recent number that I saw put it at around 29% of TV viewership happening through connected TV or digital means and the remainder happening through conventional pay or linear TV methodology. So There's still, I would say, a lion's share of viewership happening through linear means. However, as you can imagine, that's going to be differing widely based on demographic. Of course, age, we're going to see connected TV viewership skewing younger, although we've even seen signs among older demographics, 55 plus, 65 plus, where they've potentially reached a peak of linear TV viewership.
1: And they have enough money to be able to afford a new TV, which now 100% of the time is going to be a connected TV.
2: Exactly. So I think there's a number of reasons why we're starting to see this momentum. Some of them are demographic, where this is a device general you're sharing with other people compared to something personal and intimate like a smartphone. A connected TV device is most likely going to be watched by multiple people in the household. So to your point, you're going to see the sharing of passwords for different subscription services. You're going to see co-viewing across different demographics. And that's where we really expect to continue to see intergenerational bleed through with adoption.
1: You might even see families watching television together.
2: Right? Although, as we always like to joke, it's a feat to get everyone to the same room. It's a miracle to get everyone looking at one screen at the same time.
1: The joke in my house is we can watch TV together as long as the TV is on whatever my son wants to watch.
2: I know that game very well. My six-year-old has a similar sense.
1: I will tell anybody that doesn't have children and is thinking about in the future, you will be watching a lot of PJ Masks.
2: We've been able to avoid that one thus far, but I'm with you on that one.
1: So, the reason why I asked about the size of the universes between connected TV and linear TV is thinking about if you're an agency that's going to buy and try to evaluate the performance of your campaign, can you basically split your buy, you know, 70, 30 connected versus linear TV? But get enough metrics from the connected portion of your TV to make some assumptions on how the linear portion of your ad buy is performing. Have you seen people try to essentially assume that they are similar universes, or are they actually drastically different demographics where you can't assume that the conversion data from connected TV is relevant for your linear TV buy?
2: I wouldn't necessarily assume that they're the same unless you are explicitly pursuing a strategy where you're trying to mimic. The audience. And as I said, in the early days of connected TV, sometimes that has been the approach. Increasingly, what we're seeing connected TV being used for and what we're recommending it to be utilized for is complementing linear TV in a variety of ways, some of which could involve trying to pick up the last 5, 10, 15% of your core audience that you're not getting with your saturated linear TV by because it's really hard to finish out that reach curve for any demographic, really. So that could involve light TV targeting, cord cutting targeting, it could involve using ACR, automatic content recognition, to negatively retarget off of a brand's TV spot. So that would be saying anyone who has seen this spot for Coca-Cola, for instance, we're going to exclude them from our targeting pool. And by doing that, we're ideally going to be reaching the audience that hasn't already seen the message.
1: My thought is, if you're going to run your campaigns traditionally based on demographic and geographic targeting, you know, hey, we're going to run our ads on the Golden Girls. And I'm going to assume that anybody that's watching the Golden Girls on connected TV is going to have similar performance for that same time spot and show as they would on linear TV. Is that not the case? You can't just actually buy individual ad units and individual shows?
2: Not necessarily, but we don't see that as a bug so much as a feature of the opportunity with connected TV is really to be buying your audience wherever they happen to be. Because it's a very different value proposition than linear TV, where if you're a marketing manager, you put your TV buy together and your buyer can tell you, okay, we bought the Masked Singer. So tune in this night at 8.07 PM and you're going to see your spot. That's an easy thing to understand. It's a completely different proposition to understand. You might be that same marketing manager. If you're not in the target audience, you should never see your ad on Connected TV because it is such a personal experience, and it's personal to your audience member. However, we have defined them through whatever type of first- or third-party targeting information and data, and we define them across whatever device they're watching, on whatever app they're watching whatever programming or content they're watching. So for us, it's less about understanding what that show is and whether they have different or the same viewing habits. It's more about understanding how can we reach what could be a niche audience at scale by working across all of these different equipment manufacturers and app partners that make up our platform.
1: So talk to me about some of the metrics that you can collect from connected TV that you can't necessarily connect from linear TV. That seems like the most important part of the conversation here. If I'm thinking about doing a television advertising buy, and I know I get my volume from linear, what am I getting out of the connected TV experience other than, you know, obviously the advanced targeting, being able to follow specific segments of your audience? What metrics and data do I get out of the experience?
2: So at its base, what we're generally looking at as our guiding star absent something more in-depth or concrete is video completion rate, similar to other digital video screens. So what percentage of the viewers completed the video? Now, that being said, on connected TV, we see by far the strongest completion rates of any screen, generally because you're talking about longer form content that consumers are watching, oftentimes shows and movies. So we see that there is either consciously or subconsciously, I think among certain demographics is particularly conscious, a conscious understanding of the value exchange to say, I understand what's happening here. I'm paying for my cable bill. I'm paying 5 to $15 a month for all these different subscription streaming services. And I'm feeling a little tapped out. All of this content keeps migrating from what used to live on one or two or three services to now live on four, five, six, seven or or more services. And I'm a little tired of paying through the wallet for each of these different services. So I'm okay with watching one or two videos to my actual piece of content. So in that regard, we generally see completion rates as almost uniformly high across the connected TV ecosystem. And what it then becomes about is understanding what metrics can we measure that are closer to a brand true business outcomes. And that's where we start talking about the ability to measure awareness and intense foot traffic, offline sales list, TV tune-in, the types of more concrete attribution-based metrics that we've been able to measure for a little while in the digital realm and are now bringing to the TV realm.
1: So Devin, it seems like the tonnage is in the linear experience, but working on connected TV, you're able to get sort of the end-to-end metrics, and maybe you're getting a little bit better consumption, but really what you're able to do is drop the equivalent of a pixel or some sort of a tracking mechanism and understand whether an ad is actually driving the end interaction that you want it to, right? You're able to monitor the performance and evaluate your ROI better for your connected television experience. Is that fair?
2: Exactly. Yeah. And we can even start to pull in some of that linear TV activity into those measurement opportunities as well. So it's been a great way for us to explain to clients. Connected TV, we can help measure what you haven't been able to measure on linear, and we can even start to get at some of that same measurement for linear as well using similar
1: methodologies. Okay. Really insightful stuff, Devin. I'm excited to continue the conversation with you. And and it's interesting to hear how we're thinking about the difference between tracking essentially the same media, but that the device that we're connecting to enables us to get better end to end tracking and have a different impact on our audience. And that wraps up this episode of the Martech podcast. Thanks to Devin Fallon, VP of Media Insights and Analytics at Tremor Video for joining us. In part two of our interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Devin and I are going to talk about the difference between your primary screen and marketing on the second screen for TV advertising. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Devin, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his company's website, which is tremorvideo.com, T-R-E-M-O-R-V-I-D-E-O.com. Just one link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can sign up for our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can reach out to me directly. My handle is Benjay B E N J S H A P. And if you have If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Devin Fallon, VP of Media Insights and Analytics at Tremor Video, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.